0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Masterminds podcast.
1: Each episode we invite extraordinary guests who are masters of their craft, their innovators, entrepreneurs, and of course, motorcycle enthusiasts who have made their mark in the world. They share their stories, insights, and hard-earned wisdom, giving you a front-row seat to the strategies and experiences that shape their successes. So sit back, grab a drink, and get ready for an exhilarating
0: ride as we dive deep into the minds of these exceptional individuals. Along the way, we'll uncover powerful strategies gain fresh perspectives, and explore the limitless possibilities of what it takes to be an American Mastermind. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Masterminds podcast. I am Tofer, your host this evening. I'm joined by co-chair by Mr. Scott Watson, and uh, as always up on the uh, engineering block up there is Alec. And we have a very special guest with us tonight, Mr. Uh, Hank Christensen. Thank you so much for coming on. Hank is a uh, uh, high school counselor here in Salt Lake, um, and I'm hoping that he has some very interesting perspectives and stuff that we're hearing in the news. So, Hank, let's just jump right into this. What uh, Tell us about how you became a high school counselor.
2: Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. Happy to be here, excited to, you know, be able to chat and share some information, but... Um, Yeah, it's kind of been a long journey uh i i grew up here in utah for the most part um grew up in st george for the majority of it moved back here for high school played baseball through college kind of moved around a little bit and um as i got into my mid early mid 20s um i was playing baseball trying to think about turning into a career thinking about going out for some tryouts and and seeing if I could keep the dream alive, right? I think you know a little, a little bit, bit about, about that. that. Yes, sir. Um, but as, as I was getting near the end where I was like, all right, I need to make some, some changes in my life, um, my dad had gotten really sick. And uh, he was in and out of the hospital, and most recently he had been back in the hospital. And um, I was working a restaurant job at the time, working really late hours. So I had been at the hospital all day. My girlfriend at the time brought me all my work clothes to go to the restaurant. Um, and she brought it to me in a purse, a, a very feminine purse. And, uh, if you know anything about me and I know you do, <laughs> you know, I don't care. And so I, I, got off really late that night. I think it was like 1231 in the morning. I was walking back to my car to head to, um, the hospital. And, uh, I was carrying the purse in a, in a very feminine fashion. Of course. Right. Um, and so a, as I was doing that, um, a car pulled over and rolled down the, the windshield Uh, I I would assume boyfriend leaned over the girlfriend who was driving and, and yelled out to me, Hey, nice man. And then (laughs) took off. Um, and a younger me and a younger me you've known, right? Probably would have gotten angry. Um, but at that time I, I just, I felt bad for that individual. I, I was, I thought to myself, man, like no one taught this person that you talk to people that way or, or don't talk to people that way. Right. Especially at 1am, like what the hell are you doing? Right. Um, and so I, I thought about that in that, um, I, I have a, a mixed household. My mom's an immigrant from Brazil. My dad's as white as can be. Um, and uh, I had I had a counselor in high school that was just really cool. I don't know if I would say that she she did anything crazy as far as teaching me stuff, but she was just a, a person that was down to help me. As somebody who was you know a jock in high school, nerdy as you know that I am, but still overall that that was what I showed at the time. Um, she was just there for me and kind of showed me like, hey, we're just here to help people and love people and help people get through life. Um, and so I was like, you know what? If this tryout doesn't go the right way, I'll go back to school see if I can go back and be a counselor. So I went out. I tried out. I made the team. Um, I took a look at the first hotel, and I was like, this shit. <laughs> and I went back to school. And so here It was we down are. in the Pecos League, right? Yeah, it was down in the Pecos League. What town yeah. were you in? Uh, at the time – that was in Houston. And then I made the team, and then we went out to um, Trinidad. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, I had made the team, and I was there, and I was ready to go. And then I suited up, and I was like, oh, boy. And I had no money at the time, right, because I had spent everything trying to make it happen. So I called uh, my mom at the time, and I was like, this is not the fucking plane. She was like, it's okay. I already got a hotel (laughs)
0: So (laughs) At least you didn't make it down to Alpine. Alpine, oh. there was actually a chalk outline on the floor in one of the one of the hotel rooms that we were in. It was wild.
2: It's funny. It's it really is like the the wild wild west of baseball. And in general, I think people don't understand what you go through to try and be a baseball player, right? Um, compared to all the oh no, it sounds really good. I was football, a professional basketball. baseball yeah, player, right? you know. It sounds yeah. good. So, but so that's that's where we got. And now um, I. Uh, I graduated from the University of Utah. I did my undergrad there. I did my master's there. Um, uh, and, and what I have are your been degrees now...
1: in? What was that? Sorry. What are your degrees in?
2: Uh, so I got two degrees uh, for my undergrad. I got a, an English degree, English literature, and then a Portuguese minor. And then um, I got my master's in educational psychology with an emphasis in school counseling.
1: Nice. So, Very nice. Yeah.
2: Yep. And then this is this last year was my fifth year in schools so
0: right on yeah okay all right so tell us um i know we're gonna try to keep it kind of generic and that's yeah that's perfectly for sure okay for sure. um but tell us about your school and kind of what i'm curious about to set the stage here a little bit is the demographics what kind of kids do you have coming in, in your school um backgrounds what kind of you know the socioeconomic class if you will For sure for sure
2: um, so if you, if you live in Salt Lake, you're going to know what I'm talking about anyway. <laughs> but um, if you know Salt Lake City runs, it doesn't run north to south. It looks like it does, but it really doesn't. It runs east to west, and it's split by State Street, essentially. Correct. And that line is actually moving farther east as we sp- split the money line, right? Um, but in that, um, I work so- like right in the middle, really, as far as like socioeconomic status of students and families um, probably lower middle class, um, and the majority of my students are minorities, right? Like if you were to do one demographic of students, it would be primarily white, but white versus all of the minorities is less. So so I would say I'm about 60% minorities, 40% white. Gotcha. And then, you know, year to year it changes a little bit. Here in Salt Lake, you can probably imagine the largest demographic is going to be Hispanic, which it is.
0: Right. And yeah. it is a public school. Yes. Um, and, uh, and I would say, like, background wise, it's a very working class Absolutely. type of school. Yeah. 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 OK. Um, so the parents that you have, one of the big things that seems to be a differentiating factor with uh, the stories and whatnot that we hear in the news is that parents are now getting involved with their child's education. Because of the background of the school, what is the parent involvement at, that you see? um i i I think this
2: ties into again socioeconomic status more so than ever combined with like covid and changes in the world that we live in now i would say in my experience i don't see a ton of parental involvement um obviously there is um but i see a lot less just because people are trying to make you know ends meet at this point if if you're working all day like again i have a lot of immigrant parents immigrant families right if you're an immigrant, you don't understand the school system here in America. On top of the fact, the school system is broken. I love working in education. I absolutely do. But it's not a secret that it's not working, right? And so if I'm talking about 60% of my students are minorities of that solid portion. I don't know the exact number, but solid portion is immigrant. You don't know what's going on. You might not even speak the language. But how, how are you going to get involved, right? right. And, and especially like we, we now have this new great quote unquote new grading system called PBL which is grading students on a scale from uh, zero to four instead of the A to F scale but the final grade is still an A to F scale so explain that explain that so they get how does that work so it's it's essentially like zero is you didn't fucking turn it in one is you put your name on it four is you crushed it two and three is based on getting some stuff done right and so what what's good about PBL is students can continue to retry assignments, or for a lot of teachers, retry tests to improve their grades, which which is awesome, right? If you're not understanding it, you can redo it. Where I think it doesn't translate is if you have students that figured out the system, right? Where I can just keep redoing this until I get it. Whether like if it's multiple choice, you know, PSA, it's all on the computer. That means multiple choice in most cases. You can just guess till you figure it out. Right. Oh wow.
1: And so I, that's I think the, that's the classic like, option A, submit. Nope. nope. Option B. B, submit. Okay. Huh. Nope. Option C, submit.
2: Oh, I guess it was D. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I mean, I mean, trial and error, falls into that. So I, I think, the the bigger issue, like the undertone, I'll kind of give you a spoiler alert for our conversation today is I don't think the issues our parental involvement or even students like there are problems that they have but I think the real issue is the educa- education system as a whole and what the goals are that like our government and our politicians and our high-level educators and districts and people are, are trying to tell us hey this is what we're working on but the tools that we have aren't working
0: out. well let's get into that all right so that that grading system doesn't make a lot of sense to me I think that one of the things that we we really have a problem with in in today's society is accountability. Um, And it sounds like this, you know, turning your paper in on time, turning your homework in on time and and some of that responsibility seems to be getting attacked by the higher ups in the education system. Do you think that that grading scale is helping that problem or hurting that problem?
2: Um, Both, right? I think, I think it's multi-layered, right? In that, you have some teachers that are doing it and some teachers that aren't doing it. And I, I think the bigger issue isn't necessarily the problem of PBL, but of you, I, Granite School District's the busy, biggest school district in the state. Okay. And we're pushing graduation rate, right? I say we as in the district, right? I, I have my own opinions, but, you know, we're pushing graduation rate. So I, I would ask you guys, what's more important, education or graduating high school?
3: Well, I would say the education yeah, part of the would intelligence be, that comes with it.
2: Okay. I, I would agree. Right. But if you don't get your diploma, how can you show that you got that education?
3: That's fair. Right. So then on that case, why does a, a diploma carry so much weight? If does it, it doesn't have intelligence. Does See, and I, don't, I don't
0: know that it does. I think that one of the things that's really come out of, especially this new, I don't know if it was necessarily COVID, but we're in like a new, call it five to 10 year bubble. Right. The stuff has really dramatically changed. And it's that bubble that, that, that we're looking at. That's fair.
2: Yeah, I, so I, I, I think it, it's a complex question with a complex answer, mm-hmm. which is there are multiple different facets that need to be attended to to get the answer, right? I think, I think the reality is, is you're able to determine success based on the failure surrounding that success, right? Like, again, comparing it to baseball, right? The average hitter that is really good is hitting about 250. They're not 300. You're on we got. 10 guys as of today hitting 300 in the pros, right? Right. So the new standard's 250, hitting about 25, 30 bombs. How many bombs did Aaron Judge hit last year?
0: You're have 62. To
2: 62. Right. That's insane. Not just because that number is insane, but because everyone else around him is not doing that, right? When you compare that to like the education system, right? If everybody's getting a diploma which we're saying that it carries weight, like Scott said, which it should. But if everybody gets one, what's it worth? So I, I think, you know, kind of answer my own question. I, high school diploma does have weight because I, most generic jobs that you're going to want to get requires high school diploma. If you want to continue on education, you didn't get your diploma, you got to go get GED. Like you need it. But I, I think the reality is, is that we're now like globally, right? We're waiting this week to hear student loan forgiveness is going to come through. Right. Right. I, I don't think I need to go into detail about my feelings one way or another on that. But the fact is student loans right now at the collegiate level are at an 8% interest rate. That means if you want to become a dentist or a doctor, right? Which used to be like the go-to job to make money, not worry about yourself. You're going to have to spend at least a million dollars with compounding interest until the day you die and not pay yeah. it back. So the the world that we live in now is telling us, you should go to high school, and you should get a diploma. But education doesn't matter. And even if you think it matters, you're a dumbass for going to college because it's too expensive, right? Like you hop on any forum anywhere, everybody's saying you're you're a fucking idiot if you go to go to college. I like think it's the Gary V effect. Yeah, exactly, right. But the inverse is, right, like, no, no matter what, the, the most money you're going to make is going to be business, right? That's in part why we're doing this, right? Right. We got business, right? But no matter what, we need doctors. We need lawyers. We need de- we need all those people that do need that specified training at college. So, like, the problem isn't even at the high school level. Like, why are we talking about student loans at, you know, the government level? Why are we not How – how is the entire country not talking about the fact the education's not working. Especially when all we can talk about is how stupid everybody is, because we are. Why are we not talking about education not working?
1: Right, you've got common sense is, is not common anymore. But no one's pointing their finger to the, the core reason for that.
0: Yep. <laughs> well, there seems to be like an undertone to, to this stuff. You don't question the teachers. You know what I'm saying? They, they really, you don't question the education system. And then it's just recently that people are going, now hold on. And credit where credit's due on this, um, I think in large part the reason people are actually finally paying attention to it, and maybe some good will come of this, is the trans movement and the stuff that they're, that they're showing in elementary schools allegedly across the country. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think a lot of people are paying attention. There's, there's, there's certainly, you know, I don't know that anybody 10 years ago could tell you who's on the school board. And it seems like that's a common thing that people are talking about now. For sure. I would agree with that. So speaking of that, let's segue to that. What uh, in local politics and whatnot on the school board in in Salt Lake, what are you seeing and the the changes and whatnot that are coming down the pipe right now? um, Is it helping or hurting the, the population?
2: Uh, specifically for my school, I I, I think we have a, a pretty good team, like top to bottom, right? We communicate well with the school district. Like I got a team of seven other counselors that we just we kick ass together. Like I feel bad for all you guys that have to go work somewhere else because you don't work with the people I work with. So I I apologize out of the gate. You know, um, <laughs> that's a good
1: problem to have.
2: Yeah, absolutely, right? Um, so and, and we all love what we do, and and we work with the parents that do work with us. Like I said, I mean. I, the percentage of parents that are involved, obviously lower than we would want. But it's, it, the ones that do work with us help make a difference. And we've seen a lot of our statistics trending up for the most part. I think test scores are about the same for us over the last few years. But, again, truancy is at an all-time high, right? Like we are – I don't know the exact numbers, but we're well over double – I, I want to say – three times truancy since before covid oh really right yeah and and that's nationwide like that that's that's a, a bigger virus than covid19 ever was
1: it's that people aren't showing
2: up they
0: just flat out aren't showing up aren't showing up wow I, yeah. it seems like
1: that kind of was where the accountability issues started happening is like it, it, when we went remote when we tried to go full remote it was like I, in ironing out all the details, people found all the
0: leeway, and now they're still trying to exploit that leeway. leeway. That makes a, that actually makes a lot of sense. You know, the kids are not kids are not dumb. All no, right, no. If you give them way an easier route to get through it, they're going to take it, and they're going to exploit that real fast. So in COVID, I mean, maybe this is kind of the, the call compounds. You know, they're 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 not required to go to class. And then you get to the point where, like you said, the metric that everybody cares about is getting a diploma. Well, how are you going to get the diploma? Well, we, we got to relax these uh, these standards up a little bit. And then the kids are all taking advantage of that. And then it turns out that they don't have to show up to half my classes, and I'm still going to get an A, and I'll get my diploma, and off we go.
2: Yeah, I, I think the, the difference, though, was is if you go back to, like, when we, we're a similar age, so I say go back to when we were kids. I. And I don't know, but I would like to think that most kids were trying to get A grade. Whether it be an A or a B, like not a D minus. And what I think I see, not what I think, what I do see happening is too many kids trying to get a D minus. Or the amount of kids that by, I I primarily work with 10th, 11th, and 12th graders. The amount of kids that I tell that a D minus is passing. Like they are learning this the second year of high school is baffling really right so i again going back to not even understanding how the system works um and again i think it's compounded by covid where i'm dealing with high school kids i'm right in the the middle of the kids that were highly impacted by covid they were in middle school i i learned a new respect for middle school kids in that those two years or three years that you're at the middle school or intermediate school that you're learning socially emotional interaction they're fucking online they didn't they didn't learn anything, right? So like transitioning from being literally a child to a high school young adult that transition didn't happen because they weren't interacting with people yeah, yeah right. Yeah. That's so,
0: probably so what are the, one of the biggest issues, I feel. Like. So what are the trickle-down effects? What are you seeing you know, that, that personifies that? Uh,
2: would be a good way to explain it. Um, if you're hungry and you want a sandwich, what are you going to do? Let's go make a sandwich. Right? For all these kids, they're at home. So if they're hungry and they need a sandwich, they said, Mom, I need a sandwich, and the sandwich arrived. Right? So everything happened for them. They are at home. And so nothing was hard. So when they came back, they didn't understand consequences to your actions, right? If you're hungry and you go make a sandwich, you eat, you're no longer hungry, right? right? If you're hungry, you don't make a sandwich, what happens? Still hungry. Still hungry. Consequences to your actions and you felt it. There were no consequences to actions at that time. And so because of that, they came back to the real world and all of a sudden teachers and counselors and stuff were like, you got to go to class or you're going to fucking fail. And they did fail and nothing happened. And so they're like, consequences aren't real. So now we have an epidemic of kids or, – or we're going to – entering into the real world not knowing what a consequence is. Oh, wow. Obviously the definition of what a consequence is but the ramifications of I didn't do this, so B is happening, so C is my future – they don't understand B,
0: so C is like a foreign language to them. They, d- they can't even begin to comprehend it. So if I don't show up to class, I don't turn in my homework, I'm not going to go to college, I'm not. They're, they're not connecting the dots all the way through. Yeah.
2: And, and tying in with that, like the going to college part, I, I think that is, at least for our kids, we don't pound that into their brains as much as like, like if you were at other, I mean, let's be honest, whiter high schools in salt lake city we're talking about college right right a lot of my kids i'm talking about trade schools not because they can't go to college but because uh, i just talked about compounding interest right like why spend so much time to go be a doctor if i can help train you with a great welding teacher which we do have at my school to go be a welder at 18 and six months you're making twice as much as i am why the
0: fuck would we talk about college right actually there's this has been proven over and over again college unless you're there for a purpose doctor lawyer something that that has to have the piece of paper counselor something like that the trade schools they're making more money especially right now when they're they're not the numbers are down
3: we need welders i don't care
0: what's going on in the in the country or anything we need welders actually funny you mentioned that i think that's where my brother has picked up his uh he's now hiring from one of the high schools directly it's it, uh, it, your school has a, it's like a big deal. Yeah, it's, well, a big they, deal. it's a big yeah. deal at our school.
2: So I would imagine he's probably talking to my guy. Yeah, no,
0: yeah. I think that's exactly who he is. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's loving it. He's got one kid, his name's, uh, shout out to Jackson. Um, he yeah. came in straight from the program and, uh, I guess he's a whiz with numbers and whatnot. And he's picked it up just like that. And then he's yeah. got two others that are kind of alternating. He's going to have constant interns. He's talked to the, whoever the, the teacher is doing that, um, Seems like a really good program they've got out there. Yeah, it's awesome.
2: Oh, which again, it's what we're talking about. Why aren't we doing this nationwide, right? For all things,
0: why aren't we doing it for healthcare, right? Like, <laughs> well, I don't know specifically to the trade schools. It, how much more data? There's other countries, so we've got a couple problems. Number one, in in the United States, kids, if you ask them what do they want to be, your average, the number one response for kids uh, in the United States is a YouTube star. If you go to China and India, it's engineers or astronauts. Um, we're not pushing the education the way that it should be pushed, I think is a big problem, and, and especially not in the fields that we're going to. The other part of that is, is trade schools or apprenticeships has been proven as a model that works and gets more people productive for society. What do you think about moving towards something like that?
2: Uh, I agree. I, I do. I think I, I think I would go back to like talking about the, the issue at hand, though, right, is that it, it's an environmental thought process issue right when we're talking about like uh overseas wanting to be engineers or astronauts right that is highly valued in that society in our society what is highly valued entertainment yeah entertainment right like the goal What are we doing like, right now yeah, yeah right like, <laughs> like the, the goal is to make money doing something that you like like luck, luckily for me i get to help people and enjoy it and goof off sometimes, maybe help some kids and then get paid and then be done at 3 o'clock, right? Like, I, again, shout out to anybody that wants to be a school counselor. It's the job of jobs, right? <laughs> like, but I, I think the reality is is about goal setting, right? And I, I, I think, like, something that I work with with my own kids is a competitive mindset, right? And, again, you get that from yep. sports. I think pushing sports on kids has a lot of negative connotations that comes with it. But I think there's a competitive mindset when we talk about some overseas societies, mm-hmm. whereas we don't have a competitive mindset. And we're we're not pushing our kids to try and be successful because they're good at something. We're trying to push kids to, quote, unquote, be successful by
0: getting the dollar sign, right? I would take it one step further. I think that the big thing that people try to push in the United States is um, they want to be happy, whereas other cultures that are... are the t- main thing that they're chasing is pride. You bring pride to your family. You bring pride to your name. You, sure. you, you have a, you know, you're proud of what you're doing. Being happy is kind of a, uh, honestly, it's a misnomer because being happy means that you can go have that other piece of cake and you probably shouldn't eat that cake. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it, the two different it's a big difference between trying to chase being happy and trying to chase being proud. For sure. Well, well and I, I think... Pride is something that you you have,
2: right? Happiness is a currency. You spend happiness, right? Oh, that's a good like point. Like as you as you do something, right? Whether it be an activity that you like, right? Like let's use baseball for example. The start of the game versus the end of the game. Start of the game, my bank account's full. I am I am rocking happiness. We hit two and a half hours. I'm fucking tired. I've spent my happiness. <laughs> I want to go home. Right? And so I think, whereas the whole time I'm prideful because I'm fucking good at what I do. Well, right? you, yeah. you know what I mean? So I, I think that's part of it too is I, I think in America we're, we're saying, you know, you got to be happy. Like it's something you get. It's not. It's a currency that is continually revolving, being earned, being spent like money. And so I think if you can find a way to work those together, again, a job that you like, doesn't make you too tired makes you happy as you do it all of a sudden you're doing a lot better right if if you're going to spend what 65 70 percent of your existence working
0: it better be fun and it better make you happy otherwise what the fuck are you doing well somewhat the counter to that would be that if you chase again if you're chasing the happiness happiness is like you're saying it's fleeting Yep. Okay, it, it's up and down, it depends on the day, it depends on the weather. We could play a baseball game and in, in, if it's 75 and sunny, fantastic. but if it's 110 with 90 percent humidity and the turf is red, and the turf is red, <laughs> you are in trouble. It hurts yeah. a little bit. Where yeah. um, I think that that some of the older generations, you chased your duty and, and responsibility, and the byproduct of doing that and being good at that then filled your happiness bank. like you said, I didn't use it as a currency. for sure, for sure. I think there's a middle ground to be struck there. Like there's there
1: has to be a middle ground between this, the perception of everything is, we're all in on happiness and that's all we care, care about, and then the old mentality of we're all in on getting our work done, and the byproduct of that is happiness. I think there's somewhere in the middle that you can find, I think that's, I, that's probably what we're talking about here, is like if you can find a job that does still fulfill you in that sense, then you could uh, y- your overall happiness
0: is, is your, your your overall happiness measurement is higher. You know Appreciate. who had a who had a really good point on that? Then this might be the actual middle ground. Was uh, Mike Rowe? Mike Rowe says you don't chase what you want to do, okay, or the happiness. Chase what you're good at. Yeah. Chase what you're good at, and then work, yeah. work backwards from there.
1: It's I, I had I heard this. The other day at a summit, someone was talking about employment and particularly HR as they as it relates to younger people, like mid twenties people coming into the workforce. Um, and the most recent stats show that someone in their mid twenties is probably going to uh, go through seventeen different uh, workplaces. They're, oh, wow. they're going to switch workplaces seventeen different times, and so. I thought that that point might counter what s- some of what you guys were saying, but it almost seems to l- align pretty well with what you're what you're saying, that you've got these people who have been told that the value they're chasing out of their work is the dollar sign, and so they're going to continually <laughs> try to find that higher dollar sign, and the way that they keep getting reaffirmed to do so is to keep changing jobs and just move mm-hmm. vertically as opposed to laterally like you would have done 20 years ago if you changed jobs you wouldn't have seen a vertical shift from someone coming out of a job into another one whereas now that's almost consistently what happens
0: it's a very interesting point yeah yeah huh let, let me ask the, you this hank yeah, as, yeah. Uh,
3: so we're we're on the subject you're an educational professional yeah if you could give one piece of advice to parents that are just putting their kids into this education system that is so flawed what can they do to combat that at home to better prepare their kids for the consequences that life is going to throw at them rather than sugarcoating and putting training wheels on everything? What can we as parents do to make sure that our kids are they're, – they're taught by the education system, but their intelligence won't come from there? They may be a good test taker, but that's sure. not going to generate intelligence. Yeah. What advice would you have for parents? That's a great question. It's a great question.
2: Um, I, I think I, – I, I would compare it to exercise, right? Um, if, if you want a six-pack, right, you're not going to get it in one day you're going to go to the gym over time, you're going to eat right, you're going to do multiple things, and you're going to do a little bit every single day. I I would urge parents to give 10 minutes of dedicated attention to how is your kid doing. And in detail, what I would be, I would say is like checking test scores online, checking what assignments are missing, knowing what their students schedule is. This is all levels of education, right? I think the thing that is mind-blowing to me is all of parents come in, but good student or bad student, but uh, let me let me rephrase that. Not good or bad student, but excelling student versus struggling student. And um, we'll pull up a student's attendance, and it'll be fucking miserable. And the parents will be like, I didn't know. How the fuck did you not know? Seconded how. How do you not know, right? Like e- even in a lot of times we, we get responses that are like, well, I'm not getting the phone calls. I'm not – I'm going to compare this to a dog, right? If your dog takes a shit in the living room, you can know, right? (laughs) You you know. You know, yeah. Your kid not attending class is your dog taking a shit in the living room. You should have known if you didn't
0: know. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense. I I mean – you can make an argument there that that's uh, – I have a hard time with this because society does not allow for this. But that was the big difference when mom stayed home is that they were kind of in, in tune with what was going on. When someone was home, right? When some, anybody yeah. was home, yeah.
3: yeah. Ten minutes a day isn't a big ask. That, that's, that blows my mind that your recommendation is as simple as ten minutes because I have kids at home. I don't know that they go more than five minutes without me seeing what they're doing, trying to teach them something. Yeah. My, uh, my four-year-old can do math. The education system isn't going to teach a kid in kindergarten to do math. That's no. That doesn't exist. No. But if you spend time with your kids, you can mold them to not have to face the challenges that you did. Our yeah. education system isn't for that. They're to turn over the the graduation rate so that they get more funding, so that they can keep doing their business. Yeah. Schools are not there to teach our kids to be successful in life. They're simply there to make money. And we, as, as parents, we're the ones that need to correct that. So your take on that was it's it's good to hear because yeah, sure. we just don't know we don't have anywhere to plug into and say i'm going to learn about the education system because this is what i want to do today
2: uh, i i think it it doesn't take very much time or knowledge to know something's wrong right like like if you're sick right and you wake up in the morning you, you know pretty quick something's off mm-hmm. right that's why i say 10 minutes a day because if something is wrong that little time every single day is going to be like okay i'm seeing something's wrong and then there there are so many people at the education uh in the education system at ground level that is there to help right i agree with you like the education system is a glorified babysitting service that is there to make money it's contracted with the government but it's a fucking business but the people, the majority of the people that are teachers, counselors, educators, principals. They want to make a difference. They are there to help to make a difference, yep. right? Like, my goal is to help people, 100%, right? And and I, all growing up, I remember being told by, you know, my, my parents, my, you know, society, my community. Everybody was like, don't go into education. It's a bad bet. Here's the deal. Here's my little plug for education. You get health care. You're never going to lose your job unless you do something really, 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 really bad, <laughs> And I'm happy, right? I feel bad for, I have a lot of coworkers, teachers that are unhappy. Topher, you know me for a lot of years. I don't, I don't know all your friends, but I don't know how many people you know that are happier than me. Nope, no, I, I would agree with that 100%. Understanding that happiness is a currency, right? And so I, I think there are so many things that we can do with our lives that make us happy, revolving currency, that as a parent, just put in the minimum effort, which is 10 minutes a day. And it is going to blow your mind how much that helps your mental health, let alone your kids.
1: Huh. It's a game of resource allocation, right? Uh-huh. Like if, you, if you've if got a kid who's succeeding and you're paying attention to that, you know, okay, I don't need to gather additional resources. I don't need to seek out additional resources that are available to you. But if you've got a kid that's struggling and you notice that they're struggling, that's where you can start pointing people at the issue and <laughs> have them help. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Also, as a state employee, Hank, you and I, we're vibing really hard right now. Are we? Are we what do you do? What, what do, you do? Uh, so I work in the correctional industry. And so a lot of the same issues that get brought up over and over and over again in, in education, same problems that we deal with with incarcerated individuals.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's Absolutely. interesting. Well, then we'll get a drink after this. And Let's agree. do it. Oh, okay. love I it, love it. All right. So take us through uh, a day in the life. OK, so how you help. Uh, is it like a structured thing where you're bringing people in and, and talking to them? How does this all work?
2: Um, great question. So I again, part of the reason why I like what I do is every day is a little bit different. Um, so we we we're a large school. We got a team of eight counselors. We're getting an intern next year, gonna, you know, but we're we're a really successful team. Like' we're, we're known throughout the district at, at doing what we do really well. Um, and I don't say that braggadociously, just like factually. We have a lot of kids graduate from a school that before COVID was struggling, right? We we figured something out. I don't know what it was, but we figured it out. Um, so we got a team of nine people. We got two secretaries. Um, we have a CTE coordinator, which is an individual that works with kids specifically trying to go down like the uh, industry route, welding, woodwork. It's a
0: certified technical education. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Yep. Um, what else do we have? And then we uh, have a child psychologist, and then we have two social workers. So like we, we have a lot. We have a team. We have a, like we an, have an a actual big team. team. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I, I, it's, it's not necessarily like what does the typical day look like, but what are my goals throughout a school year? And so my goals throughout a school year is I try and meet with every student at least once and then for those that might need more support right talking about the mental health or whatever i'm going to meet with them more and we'll set up individual plans we're meeting weekly monthly whatever it may be um and i'm trying to get through information such as how are we on track to graduation are we attending classes are we learning you know what do you want to do with your life who the fuck are you right which is a question that i think gets skipped a lot um and then in addition to those like generic things each individual counselor is over specific duties that Our team works on together and so my duties are over seniors specifically so i oversee stuff that's more directly related to college and getting ready for um, filling out your financial aid applications your college applications and taking advantage of a lot of the government resources that we have as an example again another shout out for parents the month of october almost everything college application related is waived if you're applying somewhere within the state so as compared to Topher, like when you and I were getting ready to go to school, unless we had an offer from a school for sports, right, right where they were going to pay the application fee, you were paying 50 to $60 per application just to see if you are going to get in. Now you can play every school except for BYU and Enzyme. Drives me nuts. Um,
1: for free. Yay, BYU. As long as you
2: do it in the month of October. <laughs> and so that that's a big part of like what my – our team but me specifically because I oversee it is I wanna make sure that every student gets an application in during the month of October because that shit's free. And usually I, I push for Slick, not because it's community college or it's the easiest one, but because for the first two years of college I, I think that that's the best bang for your buck, right. right? It's cheap, it's a fantastic education and they're there to to help you transition from wherever your life is now to the next level. Because I got a lot of kids without parental involvement. And so if I hand them off to essentially two more years of hand-holding, and I mean that in a positive way, better chance of collegiate success. Right, right. So
1: yeah, as someone who had parental involvement, I can say I wasted about 10 grand trying to figure out what it was I wanted to do. I think that's the
0: other big thing too, yeah. is those, those first two years, <clears throat> you're really trying to figure out what. What are you here for? And you're trying to bust out generals. No no sense yeah. in spending unnecessary money. You know. But,
2: but usually we're finding that kids are not figuring it out in those two, nor should you, right? I mean, think about it, right? Like where we are right now and in, in our lives, I, I don't know about you know you guys, but I, and Topher and I, we're, we're about 30 years old, right? And we're still figuring out who we are. Not necessarily what we're doing, but who we are as individuals. Oh, absolutely. At 18, you have no fucking clue. <laughs> you can tell me you do, but you're a fucking liar. You don't. Right. So like, how are you going to make life changing decisions when I agree with you? Let's get our generals done. But you're not taking the classes that are going to help you learn new things. Right. So you're you're not getting new information to help you make those decisions.
0: So let's do it as cheap as possible. Sure. About saving the dollar. Right. I am. Huh. All right. So when you're doing this, so do you how much do you do with mental health in these kids?
2: Um, I it's up to the individual counselor. Personally, I do a lot because I, I, I think it's important, right? Um, as a counselor, like you, we have counselors throughout the nation that are on opposite sides of the spectrum. Some think it's important. Some don't, I think it's, it's all intertwined together. If you have better mental health, you're probably going to be a better student. You're going to figure out who you are faster. Just
0: so what are you, what are the main things that you're dealing with? Is it a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety? Um, has it changed since COVID? Absolutely. It's absolutely changed since COVID. Um, I think uh, depression,
2: anxiety, and I, I'm going to put in air quotes, ADHD mm-hmm. are the three that I deal with the most. And I put ADHD in air quotes because there's a lot of self-diagnosis for ADHD from parents or from students saying, oh, I have this, um, which I, I bet you do. Is After all the time we spend on, you know, computers and iPads and phones and stuff, I'm sure you do. But that one... That one can't be the reason why you're not finding success. Right. Like, if that's going on, you're dealing with that, and we're, we need to find ways to deal with that, but that ain't going to go away, right? Anxiety and depression, we can, we can kind of combat a little bit. I, I mean, I guess all three of them you can, but, like, there's just a, a lot of bullshit around ADHD.
0: Well, um, it seems to be kind of a cop-out. Yeah. From working hard, yeah. you know. It, it, oh, I can't. I can't. I can't focus on this, you know, and then, then dismiss it.
2: Yeah. No, I agree. I think,
1: yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I feel like it maybe sometimes a cop out, but also maybe sometimes just like you need to point that person in a different direction. Like the way that we're going to see someone without ADHD succeed is going to look different for someone that does have ADHD, especially like severe ADHD um, just to like kind of pad I get a hedge against you know,
0: I would wouldn't necessarily
1: it. say that it's always a cop-out.
0: It's not a, it's not a it, there's a style in how you use it. Because as of someone, I am right there with you. Okay. I, I struggle with yeah. this. Uh, in college, in high school and whatnot, I didn't get diagnosed until after college. Um, it was actually in pro ball that I was like, oh. this makes sense. How about <laughs> that? Um, but <laughs> I had come up with all these different mechanisms and systems. Like I couldn't just sit down and write a paper. All right, it was absolutely impossible for me to just sit down, start at the top, write a paper. I'd yep. write over here, 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 and I had this like system of how I'd have to organize it in my head to make it and then turn it all out. A paper that would take you know two page paper would take somebody two hours you know to pump out mm-hmm. it would probably take me closer to four or five. It got done every time because I was dedicated in doing it, but it was actually a struggle to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not discrediting it as a like an, It's an actual thing. So I see what you're saying. It's it's more it's not
1: that there are people who legitimately have it who are then using it as an excuse, but it's more like, oh, it's just so predominant or so prevalent now in our society that it, everyone can throw it out there. Oh, I've got ADHD. Well, but,
0: and it's, it's like the example I just gave you. I had that, never diagnosed, because I didn't believe that I could possibly have anything like that wrong. I got right. straight A's through everything. I, I did it all, um, and I worked through it. But, oh, no, you'd switch back, and then, like, I, I got on some medication and went back and wrote a paper. After Pro Bowl, I went back to school and was like, done, paper, done. Oh, th- this is not a big deal at all.
2: Well, I I think I think for me the thing that's most important with what you said was when you were talking about the time frame of getting it done, you know, somebody takes two hours, took me longer. But it's but it still got done. It still got done. I, I think that that's, that's where I think maybe I – I was not as clear as far as like the bullshit factor is the ADHD is being used as an example or a reason as to why I don't need to do this thing. Right. right like, right. like as far as like, what do I spend a lot of my time doing when I do meet with parents a lot, like a big portion of it is them coming in saying, this is wrong with my child. We need to find out how you can help them. Whereas the reality yeah. is, is they're going to be dealing with what if if it's real and sometimes it's not, but if it is real, they're going to deal with this forever. Right. Right. Your ADHD didn't go away. You find, you found out how to deal with it, whether it be medication or hobbies or happiness or whatever, you found a way to deal with it. Why are we not, why is the, the request not help us figure out how we're going to deal with this?
1: Not how can we make it so my student has to do less. Right. It's like for you, they're just, it's like showing up at the mechanic with, with a broken car. It's like, Please fix it. Fucking fix it. Yeah, exactly. It. Right? That's fucking ridiculous. This yeah. your how
2: much is it going to cost me? You know, like,
1: <laughs> how much do I really need
2: to switch out
1: the rotors?
0: Right? Like, it doesn't work that way. No, that's a good point. And the other thing I think that, that factors into this, except um, stuff that we did, it, it just doesn't seem that long ago, but go outside and run around for a, a little bit and see mm-hmm. how much that helps. Yeah. You know, and, and that seems to be something <clears> I know that, there was a trend, I don't know if it's still going on, but PE was getting cut all over the place, is that yeah. still? Uh, not here, We, I
2: mean there's state regulations, but I, we're trying to find loopholes, and by we I mean parents and students, right? So I, I think yes, in, in certain ways
0: it's trying to get cut. Hmm. And I think, but that's, that's also one of the ways that I have to combat my ADHD. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to stay active, you have to stay moving. And if you get a little physical exercise, get the blood moving, it does help your brain work a lot better. Yeah.
2: No, I agree. Absolutely. I mean, I, I compared to the human body, right? How many organs do you have? Rhetorical question, a fuck ton. Right. And you need to make sure that (laughs) I was like, Oh, I was like, Oh, hurry up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but they, they they all work together, right? So that the the whole organism can function, right? That That's how we're supposed to function as a human being out in the world, right? In order to learn and evolve and grow, you know, you have to physically move your body. You got to keep receiving information. You need to go to work. You need to sleep. If we look at all the things that we do as different organs making the organism function, we function better, right? Like, that makes perfect sense. I, I mean, sense. the correlation between obesity and depression is... It's not a mistake, right? right. Like if, if you're if you're obese, you're, you're more susceptible to being depressed. Not always, but I mean that's because something's not functioning correctly physically. So again, another physical problem would be
0: the depression timing right. in, right? right? So it's a time how you, with your PE stuff. Well, it's everything. You, you, you know, how you eat. We're, we did a, a couple episodes ago. We had a guy on, we talked about the carnivore diet and mm-hmm. how that all changes in the brain function and everything. And it's real. You know, yeah. I, I, our charity got started because even for as good of a city as Salt Lake is, 20% of kids won't have a meal if the school doesn't give it to them. Fact. You know, and that, that, which is mind-boggling in, in, for Salt Lake City, which seems, and I've been all over the country, Salt Lake pretty much has it going on yeah. on all fronts. It's a we very do. good city. Yeah. And we're still at 20%, and we're one of the better ones. Yeah. You know, but all of those factors play into your, your ADHD, what we're putting into our body, how we're treating it, all of it. And I feel like, and then you look at, like, sports uh, participation is down. Um, it's kind of like all of these things did matter. Like you said, it's the mix and all the organs working together that make the the, the body function. Yeah, And it, I think it's something that's getting lost. Speaking of uh, um, d- drugs and whatnot, do you deal with a lot of uh, substance abuse? Um, we,
2: yes, we do. Um, I, we have great uh, SROs, student resource officers, um, and a lot of the times when we get into the drug stuff, it gets handed off, um, and so they deal with it there. Um, but we do have a lot of drugs. We do have some gang involvement. Like, like, we got all those things going on. I would say me personally, I don't deal with it as much just because a lot of the times those are the kids that aren't even in the building, right? Like, right. again, you go back 10, 20 years ago – those kids were still going to, to class, right? Like, I, I, I love movie quotes. I love pop culture. You think about, like, Biff Tannen from Back to the Future, right? Guy was a fucking asshole, but he was in class, right? Right? The fucking assholes are not in class, you know? So the the higher-level stuff is just it, – it's not in the building because the kids aren't there. Do you, what do you think? Do you think they're ever going to come back? Uh, they do eventually. Like, usually usually parents find out, and they're like, yo, my kid hasn't been here. Like, it, it it's a lot of – it, it's a lot of like playing catch up, I think, for a lot of families right? That, that are in that deep shit is like, oh, I wasn't watching this part of the world, so I need to go do the or this part of my life, so I need to go do this to cover up. Um, but I really think overall it's a pretty small percentage. I really, I really don't think drugs are, are that big of an issue compared to all the other stuff that is compounding kids that should have been being successful now are not – because of all the different things going on in the world right the kids that are like gang affiliated and doing drugs and that that's a small percentage that is always going to be there no matter how many resources are there but i think what we're seeing is the average student the cd you know bcd kid is now dropping down to the f dropout range which that should definitely not be a thing and you know going back to what you were saying resource allocation right if i can save 10 kids in the middle over one kid that I can't even fucking find that's a no-brainer right right pop culture Avengers right can't fucking save all of them cap right you can't (laughs) so let's save as many as we can
3: Hmm. what can parents do to help you with that so we've talked about okay 10 minutes you can identify in that 10 Hmm. minutes there's a problem but that's not going to give you time to fix it so do the parents reach out to the school do the parents because if they're not already talking to their kid and their kid's not bringing the problems to them the communications line aren't there They've got yeah. to forge a new communication line. Is the school the best resource for them to get started? Because yeah, they got to absolutely. start somewhere.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I think. I mean, I I, I would compare it to like you. You have a, a young child at home. They get an ear infection. Are you going to treat that? Well, I'm not supposed to, but you know. No, but maybe go to but, the doctor. But, but you <laughs> know, we're, you're going to go to the doctor, right? I mean, go somewhere. Go if if you don't know, go find someone who might. Even if they don't have the answer, like go somewhere, like. If I, as a school counselor, if I don't have the answer for you, I'm going to try and send you where we can get help. Because again, the the go, I I can't solve all your issues, right? I a kid could leave high school in perfect condition. You know, air quotes, right? Perfect condition, but they still got the rest of their life where shitty things are going to happen. So as a parent, involvement trying to find the answer because that's what you're teaching your kids too right like as you're going through life you're going to encounter adversity you got to deal with it let's help parent let's help our kids do that as parents by showing them what to do when you don't know i don't know is a fine answer you just got to do something with i don't know you can't i
0: don't know and then quit well that's the back half that's your big deal scott
1: i don't know but 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 let's go find the answer yeah I think that circles back around to the topic at the very beginning of the show where you guys were talking about parental involvement and how it relates to <clears throat> income. And, and I think thats uh, it's interesting, you'll always get, or at least from what I perceive, you're always going to get a higher level of parental involvement at a higher socioeconomic status. And so I think the hard part for a lot of parents is trying to f- find a way or trying to find their level of input, how much they can input. And sometimes it feels like a lot, especially if you've got both parents working jobs, all that sort of stuff. But I think it's just about making a concerted effort to put s- some like to do something. Whether yeah. it's whether it's signing your kid up for tutoring because you can afford that and being really involved with it because you can get time off work, it's great, or just going to a counselor at your school and just saying, "Hey, you know, I'm, I'm resource limited as a parent. Right. What can you do to help me with that? Right. Yeah, yeah,
3: absolutely. I know we can edit this out in post, so I'm just going to be frank. That's fucking oh. shit. Parents, not, not your comment, just the overall oh, concept. Thanks. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the parents not being involved with their kids is shit. If yeah. that's their cop-out excuse, whether it's work or whatever, if the parent is a shitty person, it's not the kid's fault. Yep. It's on the yep. parents to provide a better For life sure. than they For had. Sure. And it pisses me off so bad when I hear someone say, oh, I don't have time Thank you that's a lot of kid. it's a pride yeah. thing it's yeah. it's absolutely ridiculous let
2: me let me give you the other side of it don't cut it out because i think this is an important part of the conversation though because <laughs> it's a, it's all intertwined and it's a societal issue right i mean we, we can debate on it but man's been on the planet a f- long time right no matter what religion you are aren't part of you are told you need to find a partner you got to make kids right. right that's pretty standard right. procedure right? plus it's fun to do Right? It, it is fun to do. If they know what they're doing, it's fun to do. Sometimes it burns. Right? No. Oh been.
0: dear. Oh. <laughs> and catcher and pitcher.
1: Uh, <laughs> it oh uh,
2: gotcha. If it doesn't hurt a little, you're doing it right. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> if it's a pain
0: in the ass, kinda of depends on the day. Oh dear.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, um,
2: point being anyway, please. Point, point being point being is we circle back. Stuff. But if if the entire yeah. planet is telling you, that you need to have kids and you're you know you're a stupid kid and by stupid kid i mean all the way up until 30 years old you're right a stupid kid you know you get married or you don't or you you have a kid and then you're like oh shit, this is not what i wanted to do it, it it's not entirely their fault yeah that they're not attending to their children now i agree from you from the standpoint of consequences to your actions you had a kid so you better take care of it right but the average the average human being on the planet is not doing well like think about it the even in america like the average person doesn't own their own home they don't have a 401k right. they're not they're not doing well enough to even give a shit about what is going on on the the larger scale right I think that's what I find so interesting about people complaining about free speech and, like, gun laws and all that stuff.
1: You can't even fucking put food on the table. Why are you talking about that? I think it, – but it stems from that, right? It's like, yep. okay, I just got to start being really angry about everything. Yeah. And that's going to be my solution.
2: Yeah, exactly. So so I think I think that's part of the issue, too, is, like, societally, we, we need to find a way to tell people, to edu- educate people, right, mm-hmm. educate people <laughs> that – just live the life that you want to live, right? Stop stop indoctrinating your children into certain religions this way or that. And that sounds like a biased comment. It's really not. It's just show your children that they can be whatever fuck that they want to be. And no one actually cares. Like you're, uh, whether whether you're LGBTQ or not or gay or not or straight or yep. like statistically no one gives a fuck. Yep. So why are we telling people that it matters? Just go live your life. And if you don't want to have kids, don't fucking have kids. And if you had a kid, take care of your kids because that's consequences to actions and that's fucking hand that you chose. Right.
0: So. You have yeah. the tools and resources to take care of that. And at this do. point, between the internet, your friends, and everything, you know, you know that dance. If you're going to have a kid, you knew what you were doing. Absolutely. Keeps
1: you out of other people's business too. Like the whole – the problem with people being so upset about other people's lifestyles is I think in part due to exactly the problem you're describing. They're not living the lifestyle they want to live. But instead of fixing that, they're going to get angry at everyone else that Mm -hmm. they're all happy. Why, why do you get to do what you want? It's like any, everyone can. You just need to do
0: it. Yeah. Now, that being said, that being said, okay, I genuinely think that the reason that this, that you brought up the LGBTQ stuff, okay? Yeah. Um, I think the reason, it, it's been around and it's been developing and whatnot, but we've hit this in the last six, eight months where it's just completely exploded. And I actually think that it's kind of a combination of everybody's point. Your average person didn't care. The big thing that I I, gen, I genuinely and I think I can speak for everybody at this table, I don't care who you love. You're, as the saying goes, <laughs> wash, your hands. wash your hands. Okay, you love whoever you want. <laughs> wash your hands when you're done. Um, I genuinely believe that the vast majority of the country genuinely <clears throat> believes that. Until they started putting stuff into the to the kits, and now we're seeing where people are starting to push back on it. But, but I think that, and if everybody understood that, but. We're also looking at 4% of the population making all the noise on, on the Internet. Yep. So that's what everybody sees. Yep. Yep. It's only now that because of now we're going into elementary schools and we're seeing this stuff <clears throat> that now the silent majority is saying, okay, now hold on, hold on. What in the world's going on here? Because I think for most of it, the average person did not care.
1: No. I'd agree with that. I'm curious how much of that, Hank. Do you actually see in, uh, you say that you, you deal with older kids, I almost would imagine just based off of the the conversations that are happening in, in the US about it, that the kids that are 10th, 11th, 12th gr- grade are even more in the trenches when it comes to talking about trans issues and getting all this sort of education about the LGBTQ space and whatnot, is there really that much of a presence of all that stuff in school or is it being blown out of proportion um
2: i i think at my particular school we have a really supportive teaching staff towards the lgbtq community and we have a a handful of lgbtq trans teachers at our school okay um so so i I might be an outlier so I, i see it a little bit more i also i i mean I, I try and be a, a well-rounded educator and individual. And so I, I help out with the baseball team. And I'm also the um, educator, I guess, supervisor over the anime club. And as maybe you did or didn't assume, a large portion of LGBTQ kids are, are part of that right. club. Um, and, and again, going back to what Topher was saying, I don't care one way or the other. I, I, just, want, I just want kids right. to be safe. I, right? I guess
1: maybe to clarify my question, I think – a lot of people's concerns are around like specific, like education actually happening during the during the education, like during the school day, education being being centered around these topics. I don't perceive that. I, I, the, I, don't I f- haven't seen it. Yeah,
2: I, I haven't. And also, there there it was a couple months ago, maybe even a year ago. There are some articles going out saying that counselors were indoctrinating kids into being LGBTQ or whatever at least in my school it's not going to happen in like it, right. I mean the, the most I deal with it at the high school level is I, I know who the kids are that are LGBTQ or maybe are allies and in most cases parents know right, right? if parents don't know they usually know like something is going on we're trying right. to find something I mean I, I think my 14 my year old at home is LGBTQ like they're trying to figure out who they are right, right. I mean I think the conversation needs to transition from like being LGBTQ is good or bad, which I feel like is what the conversation, at least that's what it sounds like. Like if it's good or bad to be on one side or the other. I think the reality is, is that if you are LGBTQ, your life is going to be more difficult. Mm -hmm. And as a parent, that is what scares me, Mm -hmm. right? Leaving the educator realm. For, For my child, I do not care what you identify as, what you think, how you feel. I just want you to be okay, but I also want you to understand that by being different, which is what LGBTQ is compared to the, the majority, like Topher was saying, your life's gonna be more, it, factually, right? right? People are gonna single you out, you're gonna have more awkward conversations, You may not get hired because of it and you may not even have ground to like show that you should have been hired, right? Like it just inherently, we know your life is going to be harder and that scares me, right? I'm pro it. I'm all bored. Be whatever you want to be, but please understand that you're going to encounter some adversity that you wouldn't otherwise.
1: I, I had the exact same conversation with my parents when I started looking at getting tattoos, right? It's like, you, you know you're, you're doing this thing. And the interesting part is like the tattoo is the choice though, right? Where the LGBTQ yeah. stuff, you kind of just – you discover it. You, yeah. you, you fall into it. It's,
0: this might be a little controversial, okay? And I, I apologize. But it's genuine question, sure. okay? I'll say, I'll say no if yeah. I don't want to answer. <laughs> <laughs> is that – that whole premise, is that on the uh, – What premise? GL – Okay, so the gay and lesbian, uh-huh. I think in society right now, I don't know that they. It, I feel like what you're talking about is specific to the trans community, because it is more of a, a, a. I don't know how else to say this. It is more of a spectacle to look at. I feel like your your average somebody that's that's gay, they might dress a little bit better than everybody else, but by and large you're not going to know anything. We're really talking about what is standing out to people. I, I think culture today gay and lesbian nobody even sees it anymore is it specific to the trans that you're seeing where this is a true harder road
2: um i i mean for now yes i i don't need maybe we can edit this out right as i as i compound (laughs) my answer i think let me rewind no i would say no because if you are straight you fall within society's do's and don'ts and assumptions right like even even if you are gay you're still going to probably be scared to share that information in some circles yep not everyone on the planet is automatically accepting it's gotten better right? Just as I think that's probably what's going to happen with the LGBTQ community because like you're saying, most of the planet does not give a fuck, right? I think, I think societally right, like if you remove religion, not just Christianity religion altogether do we really, are we even having this
0: conversation? Who gives yeah. a fuck? Well, but the counter to counter that, I got two points on that. I think, number one I think that uh, LGBTQ the next thing that we're going to see is the LGB is going to break away from the TQ+. Okay, I just, I do, and and the LGB is going to turn into, that's a societal norm, um, where then we're going to have the other part. The The next aspect of that is I think that the, truly, the reason it's getting brought up and it's so at the forefront right now is because they were doing it in elementary schools. And at some point, graphic is graphic. Doing doing what in elementary schools? Uh, the, the, what parents are upset about, and this is, again, I'm going off of news. I don't have kids. I'm just going off of what's in the news. But the, there's books and whatnot talking about how to blow a guy and whatnot, and they're finding them in the elementary schools. Now, this is not in this state. We're still pretty called ace and ace. The Mormons still <laughs> run this state, and there, it's not a lot of stuff that's going to sneak through the cracks also, on that. But Thank you,
1: Mormons. I yeah. I have such a hard time believing that. Like the preponderance of evidence that you would have to show me, to, for me to believe that, uh, that there are books in elementary schools teaching elementary school kids.
0: I actually wrote you a list. I went back and looked at all the clips and everything because the, the, the ones that I'm taking as is not interviews. It's the ones that of parents at the school board meetings in front of them and they're reading the book that they got from the library at the school that huh. is in there. And I wrote, I wrote a handful. Of, I left it at the office. Yeah,
1: but. I'll have to, I'll have to look into that. I just, yeah, I have a hard time believing. What's your, what's your thoughts on that, Hank? I'm curious. I mean,
2: I, I, I would say, you know, ha- how many cases
0: is that actually happening? I don't, I don't know. I again, I, th- I think subject
1: I,
2: would, to... I mean, is it happening? I'm sure it is, man. Crazy shit has happened all <laughs> the time throughout human history, so I'm sure it is happening. I would stay, still say, you know, we're talking about got to be less than one percent of schools, right? maybe wrong but i i would I, have to I, imagine, well, imagine it's, why. it's very much to imagine
1: an, it's like a it's, few instances and then every media outlet in the nation is going that that wants that story to be true they're going to cling on to those few instances yeah. i think it's a
0: few states i think there's a few states that have gone hmm. california new york they've just i think that's what you want it to be maybe maybe perhaps yeah. and i could right. be I, I very well could be biased and i'm, I'm Again, I don't have kids. Yeah,
2: I don't. Um, I just don't know. I, I would say it hasn't happened in my kid in, at my kid's school, and my fourteen-year-old is is as LGBTQ as it gets. So, but
1: let me <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> to, to at, at, a,
2: at a school, at a school, uh, she, the, the my fourteen-year-old is not in my school right. line. Right. right. They're in another school
1: line, which has a lot of. So LGBTQ you have exposure to support. your school line as their well school as, line, yeah. and your child is LGBTQ in a really conservative state yes so i I mean i
2: yeah i i i'm not seeing it and the the quote unquote like bullying or negative effects like is coming from pretty hardcore conservative christian kids and it's very few
0: and far between well it's the same it's the same spectrum it's just on the other end
2: yeah well and and, and, and to be fair i mean my my kid's the one that that likes to wear rainbows all the time which
0: i'm all for i
2: support it but if if you're gonna share that out the person that's sharing that out is going to be the one that's targeted by yeah. the kids or people that hate that thing
0: well that's what i was kind of saying by the is it just the t symbol wise right so we've got if you're gay and lesbian they, if you're dressing normal and i'm sorry that's but it is what it is if you're dressing normal nobody really cares it's when it gets wild and crazy and you you're dyeing your hair rainbow colors and and doing that and making kind of a spectacle out of it. Well, I think I
2: think think about this too though, right? You go back to the 80s, we had people wearing mohawks and different colored hair and and you know, that era of human history was like Dudes with bell-bottom with jeans. But now we look back on it and we're docs. like, yeah, whatever. So I think I think in retrospect, we're going to look back and be like, how are we getting met? As somebody who sees blue hair and I'm like, what are you fucking doing? I think 10 years from now, I'm going to think to myself, how did that bug me? Yeah. You know, but at, at the same time, I think, why can't we just get to a point where it doesn't matter, right? Like, even... I want to compare this to racism, right? Because it's a group of individuals attacking or disliking one and vice versa. Right. And you had two different routes that, you know, the combat on racism went. You had Martin Luther King and you had Malcolm X, right? Right. The angry way of doing it didn't work. Right. Right. Again, we're still dealing with racism. It's not, it's not cured by any stretch, but I think by going about it, trying to go through the right sectors we created a common ground where over time, the majority of people, I, I would like to think the majority of people don't care if you're black or not. Maybe I'm right. wrong, And I, I would like to think that the same thing is going to happen with the LGBTQ community. If you are whatever you are, that is awesome. You know, do your thing. I got some friends that
0: are and aren't LGBTQ. Who gives a fuck? You well, know, that, why are we fighting? That ties directly yeah. to Martin Luther King. Okay. Martin Luther King, what he was asking for transcends the black and white or anything else. It should be the merit of the man. Part two of this, and the, the only reason I give credit to this uh, conversation at all, is because if it is circulating in the elementary schools, there does like protecting the innocence of the youth should actually be a societal norm. It, I really do believe that. Um, it's not. It's but not, it but it should be. <laughs> uh, but part two of that is, welcome to America. OK? The fact what should bring us all together? I don't care if you want to dress like that. I don't care if you're black, white, orange, green, purple hair, green hair, it doesn't matter. Here, you get to do that. Go try that stuff in Russia. See what happens. Or literally anywhere else on the planet. It should be something that is actually celebrated because we do have freedom here that you can do what you want to do. Yeah. yeah. Just, I think the only merit to the argument is, is okay, but leave the kids alone.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah I agree agree. You look at me like I, I mean, I I'm gonna. I was one waiting
0: for one. it on that one. <laughs> well, I mean,
1: the devil—the devil's advocate that I've played with you in in previous conversations—is then we get into the weeds, right? We get into the special circumstances, but I think broadly speaking, I agree with you. I just think you start getting into the weeds where you start talking about when does it become impactful for someone to ha- to to get support for this? Like, if if you've got someone who uh, as a Younger individual, they're experiencing these things that maybe is leading them down the path where they realize, oh, maybe I am lesbian, gay, bi, trans, whatever the case may be. Um, Particularly on the trans side, that's where we start to get into getting into like, okay, do we need? Are there interventions that, like, medically that we need to start looking at that might have to happen pre-puberty, and are is there scientific evidence behind it? But I think broadly speaking. I agree with what you're saying.
0: Well, okay. And you're not
1: going to do that for like a seven year old. No, that's,
0: that's, I think, really, that's why I think it's gotten so much traction, is because they are talking about young seven year olds. Yeah. Right? And again, well, Hank, to kind of in the beginning part of this conversation, you said these are kids. At 18 years old, you're a kid, you don't know what the fuck you want to do. Right? You know, really and truly, it's scientifically proven. You shouldn't make any real life-changing decisions until you're 27. That's when you're – that's, like, scientifically, that's when your brain's developed. So if you're trying to do the transitioning and stuff at a seven-year-old level, are they really in the capacity to make a decision like that? Because we're talking about life-changing, body-changing procedures yeah and
1: that's where I got into when we talked about this previously the question that I posed to you was if I had a test that I could determine whether or not that seven-year-old is absolutely 99.999 percent I can with that level of certainty I can say they are trans then all for it right but that's the crux of the argument is like figuring out how how much do you? How much of the input do you take from the child? How much of the input do you take circumstantial? Like, how what what are the ways that we can figure out whether or not these people do need this help? Because it, it because if 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 in hypothetical land you're wrong and we could potentially be finding kids and helping them early and we're not, that seems like a great A great disservice to to these individuals but
0: uh, okay I'm gonna go I'm stepping out on a ledge just to play devil's advocate back I I want to preface this okay if you have a seven-year-old that wants to be a pirate he wants you to cut off his leg and gorgeous eye out you gonna let him do that
1: yeah that's fair I probably
0: wouldn't seven-year-olds play pirates they play cowboys and Indians or they used to anyway you know Where, where do you actually really becomes like okay take it to a different subject we've we've said that drinking Okay, you're not capable of making good choices with when it comes to alcohol until you're tw- you're 21. Right. Why is this? This has far more severe consequences. What if you're wrong and they change their mind? Then what?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's it's. It's a very tricky. Yeah. It really is is super tr- tricky and also, just the the we're in like the infancy infancy of this entire like. Uh, of this entire body of information when it comes to all of this stuff that's happening. And so it's just so hard to to say one way or another.
0: Well, but to bring it back to Hank's point, like if we were to take it, Martin Luther King, if we were to take it as what we should actually prioritize is the merit of the man. And when I say man, I'm not talking men. I'm talking human beings. It should be merit of the man, okay? And if it is something that you need to transition and do, okay. But what kind of person are you? And is that actually going to make you happier? Are you going to be a productive member of society? I think I, I, think I, I want to
2: devil's advocate both of you on this, because, in part because I don't have the answer, okay. right? Um, yeah, but <laughs> from the standpoint of, like, if, if you go overseas, right, suicide is legal, assisted suicide mm-hmm. is legal, right? And I think part of the reason why that is, is because the feeling of suicidal, of suicidality is actually pretty normal. If your life is fucking terrible and you don't want to kill yourself, then we should be worried, right? Like there's there's a certain level of sadness that makes sense, right? If everything is going wrong, why would you continually want to be here unless you have a purpose or a reason to want to be here? And I think that is what ties in with all of this, right? At seven years old, I don't think that you know whether you want to be a boy or a girl. I don't, yeah. but I do think that at seven years old, I knew I was attracted to only girls, right? right? I knew that about myself right? and I knew that I wasn't suicidal. So if it's seven years old, a child can tell us that they are sad or suicidal or they're attracted to something that isn't quote unquote the norm, we can target that we need to keep an eye on that child. Should we be cutting anything off or sewing anything on? I don't think so because we don't know. Right. But I think we should probably be having some conversations with that, with that mm. individual or that child
1: or that yeah, family. I, to that point. That's a nice middle ground. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Well done. Well,
2: why, do we, why do we need to decide now, right? Like, well, that's, that's the biggest thing. I got thing. tattoos, yeah. right? It took me a minute, right? I, I had to figure out what I wanted to put on my body. It took time. Yeah. I loved all three of them. One of them, I'm 50-50 on. That changed. Right? <laughs> you know? So I, I I, think that's obviously something so much smaller. But it, at seven years old, I don't think you can know what you should do. But I think you can know at seven years old that something is going to be different than the normal.
1: Right. I think, though, that's where I have such a hard time determining... The, or, or formulating some sort of an answer to my own question when it comes to like, if if we are m- missing some, if there's some way that we could be helping these kids earlier on, and there's some sort of intervention that we could be making earlier on, that's the only reason that you would that that yeah. your statement would then be incorrect, as if there's, you know. A trans person whose life is going to be so much better if we can transition them pre-puberty. That's the, at least the argument, but, right?
0: But what would be, and I'm, genuine question? What would be better? Say say they are okay. Say that they they it's a full transition, like you said. We have a test, ninety nine point nine percent. This person is going to be chint. What would be better about doing it before puberty as opposed to letting nature and your because. Puberty also does other stuff to body development. Yeah. It's I mean, this is where
1: I am not equipped enough for this conversation. That's fair. Um, but my understanding of the argument on a very high level um, is puberty does things to the body that are just completely, to your point, completely irreversible. So if you truly have body dysmo- or, or dysmorphia to where you think gender dysmorphia to where you feel like you are in the wrong gender – Then going through puberty for that gender that you feel is the wrong gender for you could be super detrimental. Hmm.
2: It could be, but here, here's here's a devil's advocate again as the educator, right? (laughs) We can't even teach math right. Yeah. Why? Why do we think that our society is going to come up with the way to deal with this, right? Oh, I agree. Our education system, which has been implemented for ever yep. can't do it so I, I mean it's it's not up to these four guys to yeah. figure out how to deal with this i i think what it is is let's be accepting of how people are going to deal with it yep. as people who have more power than we do make the laws and let's just try and be as good to people as we can well and, and oh, to you. that actual point
0: i think you're exactly right and it's, this might actually be the argument what on earth are we doing talking about it in schools anyway schools really should be because i, I know growing up I don't, you saw your teacher out in, at the Walmart, right? It was like, what in the world? She, she exists outside of, yeah. outside of the school? Okay, it wasn't that long ago. I don't know that this, especially, fairness, you're dealing with enough shit as it is. To put this on top, why is the burden coming down on the schools? And the reality is I don't think it is.
2: I, I think that's propaganda. In my experience, I think that's propaganda. I think that's, you know... Left or right, or is somebody is trying to put this information out there? I think that I think what we should be talking about at a, you know a nationwide level is stop being a fin dick and go to class.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, like yeah. your kid's go not back- in class. Who gives a f- what gender they are? Go to class. Well, go your- go learn something, <laughs> right? Like you can figure <laughs> out whatever you are once you're not under my roof. Let's give you the skills to be a successful human being. Yeah, whatever side that you're on. We don't need to cut anything off or sew anything on until later because you can't even
1: count to two. (laughs)
0: Let's let's master some basics first.
1: (laughs) Well, and that circles back to the the point that we were making earlier where it's like it's just people being unhappy. And, like, when you're unhappy in your circumstance, you try to find outlets for that. And instead of healthy outlets being let's better these circumstances, let's – find ways to be happier to get hobbies to make friends these all these healthy things that we should be doing it turns into just hatred and how can i make other people feel as bad as i feel yeah yeah for sure and and that for this conversation in particular where we're talking about a, a fraction of a percentage of the population maybe depends on who you're talking to maybe a couple percent either way really really low ratio there like just let it be. What does it matter? Or if it's
2: not, or if it's not, who yeah. cares?
1: Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Why?
2: Why? Why? Yeah. Why is this the focus?
1: Yeah. Exactly. On either side. So many bigger problems that we could be tackling. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah like how uh, we should be the greatest country in the world, and we're in the middle of the pack on all measurable math, reading, writing. Yeah. You know. Well, here's why.
2: Here, let me let me give you an example as to why I, I get heated having the conversation about importance of LGBTQ. Q in schools, yay or nay, is because right now in the state of Utah, I don't know other states, but I know in the state of Utah, we teach calculus-based math. It's it's called secondary math one, two, and three. Tell me, how many jobs are going to use calculus-based math?
0: Computers? None.
2: I mean, really, unless you're going into engineering or high levels of science. It's, yeah, it's only right?
1: high-level STEM. Stuff. So
2: why is a 17-year-old kid? Are we are, are we forcing you to take this math class,
3: right? But you don't learn about how to do your taxes. Yeah, right? that one.
2: Well, no, we we have a class <laughs> called financial literacy. Well, the IRS, which needs to make money doesn't somehow, does teach that, right? So so again, and the and these are state regulations. I think I think that is the issue, and it's not it's not that I think people at like higher levels at the at the district level are incompetent or at the state. I don't think that. I think they are competent, educated, you know, well-respected individuals. But I think they're so far removed from what's going on combined with like Scott what you're saying with parents that don't don't even know. There are too many people that have no fucking clue what is going on at daycare that we're not trying to fix it. Yeah. Right. And I think we had a chance when COVID happened and it was like, ah, fuck, kids aren't going to be in schools. And then school scrambled. and We were like, we do what we always do. And we fill in the cracks because you guys are all idiots <laughs> and we made it work. Everyone was like, oh, shit, we can do school online now. We actually can't. We just made it look like we could yep. you're all idiots. <laughs> you know? And so now we came back and we got a percentage of parents that were like, my kids did great on online. And we were like, that's because your teacher just gave you ones.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. oh,
3: man. No, Any any real improvements that can be made to everything we've talked about, they start at home. Yeah, I don't care if you're LGBT. It doesn't matter if you're struggling in school. Yeah. It all starts with a structure at home. Yeah, mm-hmm. whether any any adverse uh, reactions or anything that kids are going to face, mm-hmm. if they've got support structure at home, it does not matter. They'll be able to overcome it because they will be a functional human being yeah. as they're raised. True. So there is no solution for society as a whole because it starts on the family level with the parents interacting with the child and being supportive.
0: For sure. Yeah, for sure. I do agree with that wholeheartedly.
3: You've got then you get
1: 17-year-old Alec going. I'll show you, parents. I'm gonna smoke weed every single day and get a 4.0. I literally send that story. to them. Yeah. yeah. And and then I okay. and then I did it. And it was it only could have happened because they were so supportive. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mom and dad.
2: But oh, but but again, like you're, I, I think to a certain extent, and maybe this is too religious or not. I, I I'm I'm not religious. I I'm spiritual i'm not religious right i i think to a certain extent we are who we are and our parents help guide us in a certain direction one way or another. but i I think in a lot of ways we are who we are i mean if if you were going to be or whoever this individual is was going to be defined to get 4.0 and smoke weed or whatever i mean yeah you're you're obviously doing okay right now to be having this conversation (laughs) with me so like you're you're not a fuck up you know so (laughs) i i think there's no way correct way to raise a kid like As a parent, if you love your kids and you do everything you can to support them, them turning out or not turning out is not on you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's decisions they make at that point, right? You are doing everything you can to help, and they have to make their own decisions. But you have to
3: show up. Oh, I disagree with that so much. Do you? Yeah, with your guys' statement of they are who they are, I I wholeheartedly disagree on that. Because if your child is making bad decisions, they haven't had to face consequences growing up, then there aren't gonna be consequences and they think there aren't any, they're making bad decisions. If they know when they make a decision that is quote unquote bad, be it society bad or they just make a a decision that they shouldn't have done, if there's a consequence for that, it's gonna discourage them from making worse decisions in the future. Lack of education and this goes back to the support. I'm not saying support and be friends with your kids, there needs to be structure. If kids grow up with training wheels that are permanently attached, they're gonna hit the real world and all of a sudden those training wheels aren't there, they're gonna fail miserably and make bad decisions. They meet the next broken system, our
1: justice system. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> I, I
2: think I think tie in on that, let, let me elaborate more on our on, on you are who you are. From the standpoint of there are certain characteristics to my personality that were going to happen no matter what, what my parents did or didn't mm-hmm, do. Mm-hmm, like I, I I am I am an openly outgoing individual. Anyone who meets me like that's just factual. I'm down to talk, right? And I am a hardworking individual. And I think there were things that my parents did to help improve those things. But those were f- factors about me that were probably going to be there no matter what. Okay. And I agree with you with what you're saying. that If you're teaching consequences, you're doing all those things, you're, you're, you're going to help for sure. But, I mean, I deal with kids that got great fucking parents that put up, you know, consequences and rules and help and all. And they still ter- fucked up. So I, I I think it's probably somewhere in the middle. You can be a pe- perfect parent, man, and your kid could still turn out to be a druggie and dead by 21.
1: Because
2: mm-hmm. I've seen it happen. So I I know that has to be true. So I think it's probably somewhere in the middle. But, I mean, it's I just, just terrifying bringing another creature into the world. Dude, you're not
0: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, to, to your point, Scott, there. – there can't be a scenario where showing up and being there and being involved is a bad deal. Unless the parents, I guess, are entirely messed up in the, their own right. But show yeah. up and try. Yeah. The, those are outlier cases at that point yeah. right,
1: that we're talking about. Yeah. Or, I think or at least we, people, hope yeah, right. yeah. we hope they're yeah, outliers. Right. We hope they're outliers. Right.
2: I don't know. I, I, it's hard. I think I think there needs to be uh, some sort of test that you got to take before you have a kid can't believe that hasn't been implemented and you know i'm I'm gonna shout out to you know the other sex other sexes for a minute i think that all men should be castrated out of the gate and you earn it back or nice or that's all in part a joke but but honestly truth follow the logic not a joke i agree i I think the history of man we've shown that you know we're we're less intelligent beings we just can't handle it yep we got two brains. I know the
0: anatomy doesn't support that we got two brains, but, but it's we a, have two. Actual, actual smaller one thing. definitely yep.
2: controls the bigger
0: one. Especially when he gets a little attention, you know? Yeah. <laughs> with low confidence and low attention. But honest to God, if they were to – I don't know about the castrating, but uh, if they were to make birth control for men, right – they did, it's called condoms, and we can't handle it. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, that so, oh,
1: an, that's not good enough. That gets I in the way
0: of, of his thought process. Uh-huh. But if it was a pill for guys, you would see guys, Rob Gisman is the, is the <laughs> one that comes to mind on this. Couldn't tie <laughs> his you, shoelaces. Yeah, I love you, Rob. Uh, couldn't tie his shoelaces on his own. You know, God knows how he's made it this far in life. But I promise you, if they made a birth control pill... Gentleman can't do anything on time in his entire life. He would never miss that five o'clock alarm. <laughs> I promise you. Yeah. I think we I think we'd miss. I think we're that stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> the fact that we're laughing about it tells me that I'm right. Yeah. I think yeah, I, yeah, here's I'm the deal. There. Here's the deal. It's actually a syringe, and the the partner gets to stick you with it.
1: Okay. Ooh, yeah, okay.
2: They can like they. Oh, you pay for it, but they stick you. That way it happens right then and there. I I don't see a problem. <laughs> that or we need to start getting state issued vasectomy cards. There you go. Ooh. Little offended I didn't get mine. <laughs> oh, it makes right. sense. You to had me. you've gotten yeah. yours, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I always had it. Like a... or something that's annotated, like on your driver's license, right? <laughs> like, I was... Donor, <laughs> yes. Baron,
0: also. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I always had a dream when I was playing ball. Then I would uh, go get the snip, print out the sheet, and I would carry a bunch of copies in the glove box. You know, some girl would come along and be like, oh, no, no, oh, no,
1: don't you worry. Oh, really? Here's, here's the form, all right? Yeah. <laughs> See? Status issued ID. State issued ID. I didn't even think it about that. Yeah,
0: you got donor. Why not just put it right next to it?
3: Yeah. Non donor.
0: Yeah, non donor. <laughs> yeah, donor and non donor at the same time. I want to touch Who's her- a non donor? <laughs> <laughs> I want to
1: touch on your point about the yeah. issues in the education system that you're perceiving. Not necessarily being that we don't have competent individuals in their roles, yeah. but that they don't, that they're not able to. Be, whether it's their fault or not, that they're not able to be present, or that they aren't present uh, in, you know, on the ground to seeing the problems. Oh, like my, my disconnected comment. Right. Right.
2: Um, here, here's here's going to be my primary example because I. Th- th- Not necessarily not present, but disconnected from the standpoint of teachers teach, counselors work with social and emotional, and we see the numbers, and the district personnel see the finalized numbers and then give us our goals, right? So, like, for example, in Granite School District, across the board, we want to increase graduation rates, which, on the surface, I think all four of us would agree, we want
0: that, right? We want more kids to graduate high school,
2: right? But if as a counselor i am being held to a standard of you need to get this many kids graduated here's where we encounter the issue because graduating high school should not be something i am helping or forcing kids to do i am guide. i should be guiding them to get there on their own right 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 and so what we are seeing is like i i have a handful of kids every year that tell me you know thank you i couldn't have done this without you that hurts me more than anything A a kid telling me they couldn't have graduated high school without me means that I did something for them they could not have done themselves. Right. That's a problem, right? So I I think this is my biased answer of the disconnect, but I think this is the solution. I think we need to restructure high school in the standards with which we're teaching kids. We need to fix the math. We need to fix the sciences. We need to fix what we're forcing kids to take. Certain stuff they should. Other stuff that we are, and I'm talking about not the like LGBTQ or whatever, right, right. but just like standards of math, science, English, the other. Yeah. And I think we should be okay with letting kids fail. And hear me out. Because if our graduation rate, instead of trying to raise it up to like 90, 95%, we let it sit around 70, 75 where it's at now. But we're At my school, we're higher than that. But that ideally, I think that's where you would want to be is a, a fourth the kids don't make it. Right. That means that three quarters of kids did it on their own, hmm. and if they did it on their own, that means that they got there. Right. right? Don't don't hold educators to the standards of making kids graduate. Hold educators to the standards of teaching, and then providing evidence as to why kids don't do it. Right. Because I have the numbers. If I have a kid that's failing and a parent comes in like they were fucking in class and a parent says, well, they said that they were. Guess who wins the conversation? The parent does. Right. Even though the stats don't. So at what point are the statistics going to prove the facts correct and we deal with the facts instead of having all this data, but letting parents of negligent kids and negligent parents control the education system?
0: That's also a really good point because it, it would, in turn, that would give the degree or the diploma a
2: more value. More value. It would
0: actually mean something. Yep. And exactly. then the trickle through that, would, college degrees would have more value after Absolutely. that. Absolutely. That would mean, hmm, that's interesting. It's very interesting. I think that issue, uh,
1: the issue of it's kind of the broader issue of just like administrators trying to administrate and yet they they don't have the tools that they need or the perspective that they need to administrate correctly and that is present in every system that we have in this country it's present in that's the the main problem with politics in my mind is that we've got a bunch of people making decisions and they are not present in the communities in which yeah. they are making decisions for. Yep, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I, I, let's let's think about this too. Is that if a kid never goes, because this is the the primary concern, right? Oh, sorry, sorry. This is the primary concern that we have going on right now is kids aren't going to school, right? Nationwide, we know this. They're going less than ever. Why is why is public education still free if they don't want it? Like why? Why if, a, if the, the rule here in Utah is it's called the 10 day drop rule. If a kid misses 10 consecutive days of every single class, they're automatically dropped, they're removed from school. They can come back with a parent, re-enroll, and get back into, in, back into school. But after a certain amount of time, why are they allowed to keep coming back? It's a little bit rhetorical, but think about as far as real life consequences, right? If you don't go to your job for 10 consecutive days, let's fired. all say it together, you are Fire. fired. Right? <laughs> so so why why is it free? Why is it free?
0: That's a really good point because no there's no really alternative.
2: Well, because but why do we but what, earn it, right? The alternative mm-hmm. is fucking go and then it's free.
0: Yep. No, yeah. well,
2: I agree
3: with you, yeah. but why is that happening is because there's no alternative. There's no consequence to it. They go home and play video games? You know, sure. high school. And if their parents are disconnected, anyways. Then there's no. But that's technically no what's
2: that. happening anyway, and and I'm agreeing with you, right? Is that mm-hmm. the only difference is is now they're getting the paper, but they're still living at home and playing video games. Yeah, right. Fair. Right. right. Coming from three or four people that play a lot of video games, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, we're doing the same thing anyway, except for they get the paper, so we devalue the paper for the other three kids that earn
0: the paper, right? That, yeah, that right. work their butts off, right? Actually- and it actually means something to them, and they're trying to do something yeah. with it yeah hmm. so that's a really good point
2: again rhetorical question but i i think that is the the question that we should be asking ourselves and and i think that you know high levels of government and district personnel and superintendents should be asking why why do we want everybody to get it if we want to help more people be special right because C- that's the goal right if you're happy you're special you're you're we, most people aren't happy right That's <laughs> yeah, sad right. but yeah so let's raise the standard and if people don't meet it let's have other ways for them to get there like ged and i mean there are so many ways to get a high school diploma like but but you
0: you know i i'm pretty sure the law still states you only have to go to eighth grade right yeah i'm pretty sure that's what it is and it used to be um that going to high school was again my grandfather Going to high school and finishing high school, getting that, that used to be the equivalent of at least an associate's degree, if not a bachelor's degree. And it wasn't that long ago. What is the actual purpose to high school?
2: I I mean, here would be my biased question is, what is the most important thing you learn in high school? What do you guys think? It's a social interaction. Social interaction?
0: Something to do with baseball, I promise. (laughs) Only because baseball is an analogy
1: for the entire world. Well, yes, naturally it is. Yeah, I I would say networking for me. Networking. It was the beginning of the networking. Yeah.
2: I would agree. I think you're all right. Obviously, the baseball one's in first place. But but I I think my my biased answer is sometimes you got to do shit you don't want to
0: fucking do. Yeah. Well, or at eighth grade, lower the the employment age. Okay. And Mm. if you want to do that, go get a job. Because honestly, if you're not going to go to school, those are the jobs you're going to be working anyway. It does seem there's like
1: there's a bit of a disconnect there. It's like we're providing that opportunity for people to just dick off.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, and also credit wise, you only need three years worth of credits to graduate. Yeah. Why are we having kids fail after four? Right. (laughs) Because they they really didn't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) You, You know. And cuz you have a lot of parents that are like, "Oh, I did a fuck ton of packets at the end and I made it, so my kid'll do it too." Dude, then there's no value. No. What do you do? Yeah. You know, you're you're regurgitating that bullshit and and you're you're recreating a future for your child that was the shitty life that you lived. And that sounds so fucked up and terrible and I get that. But that's the reality is the goal cannot be 5 out of 10. And right now, yeah. the average person is a 4 out of 10. Yeah. So let's raise the bar. Yeah. Make huh. it a little
0: harder. Well, and again, if you lowered the, the employment age, again, these are the jobs you're going to be working anyway.
2: And for, at my school, all my kids are getting jobs at 16 because right. they've got to help out at home. So, I, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you.
0: Hmm. Lower that down. How old are they in eighth grade? 14? 14. 14? Yeah. Lower it down to 14. They do that in rural, in rural America. Yeah. You know, you go into the small towns in the Midwest. Right. Absolutely, you can have a job at fourteen. Yeah, I think a lot of that is for farming. Well, yes, but okay. what point of it is is like okay, because right now there there isn't a consequence, right? If they're not going to high school, it's because they're they're jerking around playing video games or whatever the mm-hmm. hell they're doing, right? So if the option was okay, no, you don't have to go to high school, but you're gonna go get a job. I promise you, your numbers yeah. would go back up.
1: Devil's advocate mm-hmm. to this though, too, being that I mean my my high school and prior to high school experiences were relatively recent. So I graduated in 2016. And I can remember that all of the dicking off that I did felt really important at the time. And looking back on it, still feels like my life would be different if I wasn't allowed to just be a kid a little bit. True, so, true. But did you dick off
0: so
2: much that you failed? No. Yeah. No. There's, yeah. a of, a, there's a level of, there's a level point. Yeah. At the same end same of, the day, I don't is, know
0: that you can say that because your parents were still involved enough Yeah, and you, you, you may have smoked <laughs> weed every day, but you still got the 4.0. Sure. Yeah. That's,
1: you
2: fair. know what I'm
0: saying? And, and if you can do that, great.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I think as a whole, I, I, I mean, I, I guess if you have a takeaway from, from my time here would be that there's just too many disconnects happening in education and you can see it, ha- like if we're run by the government, which we are right, the entire right. country is why are there so many disconnects? And I'm not even talking about like political agendas. Like I obviously I get that, but I think I, the majority of politicians I would like to believe would want better education for people. If they don't, we're we gotta fucking leave the USA because something's not working. But like you have to think that that they care, or someone at a high level cares. But just nothing's changing nationwide. Come on, man.
0: I, I don't know what the answer is for it. Edu- it's obviously a huge problem. It, it really is. We're not. We're the greatest, wealthiest country on the face of the planet. Why are we in the middle of the pack? I don't know what the actual solution would be. There's a huge uh, uh, push to privatize education. Maybe, maybe. But then you're going to x out. You're going to just create a further divide doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, or the you know the cream at the top will rise significantly higher but then there's going to be a large portion that can't afford those schools and it's going to fall off
2: well and that's what's happened here in the state of utah if if you look uh, there were there were two bills that just passed hb 215 and hb 183 which are tied to teacher raises and uh private school vouchers which is essentially the state trying and i i feel unbiased in it from the standpoint of go get your education wherever you want to go but i think the bottom line of what's happening is is you, you have wealthy individuals wanting to send their kids to schools where they are not being regulated by specific standards and you're covering it with we're going to pay teachers a little bit more and don't get me wrong i'm stoked to get a free raise. i i I think i'm paid a fairly fair wage i i'm i'm compensated well for what i do i would not complain and i'll take a, a, a raise greatly but i think we're heading down that route at least in this state um, and if you go to some other states like georgia virginia west virginia you go to some of their states they've done similar things where a lot of education has been privatized it's a scary thing because they get to teach whatever the fuck that they want to teach and i think it's the opposite of the you know lgbtq conversation where i think it should be a conversation i don't think it should be you know taught anti-lgbtq or not but you should be able to have it you privatize education especially with you know a christian background you're going to get some biased education which we're in the state of Utah, so yeah. what kind of bias yeah. do you think we're going to get?
0: Right, you know That's scary. Whether you're LDS or not, that's scary. The problem is it, it, you could go back and forth on this all day long because at the same time we've standardized public education so much that now it's just a, it's a cog and stuff isn't getting done. Mm-hmm. And the simple fact of the matter is something has to be done. I don't know if privatizing is the right answer, but there is no excuse for America to be in the middle of the pack in the world. They're just – that unless, cannot be a thing.
2: Unless our leaders do want to keep us stupid.
0: Which is a Which is probably blatant, what it is. It probably is. Honestly, really. I know that's a conspiracy theory, but in all— it, uh, Is it? I, I, feel,
2: I, feel, I, I love a good tinfoil hat, but I don't feel like that <laughs> is. I mean, I feel like that's pretty common. I mean, you, here's the deal. You and I have completely opposite political views. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go into detail about what we feel, but Topher and I have been friends for a long time, and we have opposite views. But we can still coexist and, and love each other like family, which we do. Yes. That is not happening at high, the highest levels of government. Why, why are the two parties not working together, right?
0: Well, that that's a problem. The, yeah. It's the same thing. What, what did Martin Luther King want? He just wanted it fair and be a merit of the man. Why is that so hard? Kind of takes care of all of these social issues the next part that everybody cares about really and truly not money in the politicians pockets how do we make sure that everybody in the country has food in their belly when they go to bed what are we doing sending money to ukraine hundreds of billions of dollars you could solve the child hunger problem like that with the money that we just sent Ukraine.
2: it's so true what in the world are we doing It goes back to the very first question I asked you when we started this thing is how are we talking about anything else? Yeah. (laughs) Education is the only conversation to have. The fact that our entire nation has gone, well, public ed is bullshit and it's bad and you just deal with it. Well, then that's always what it's going to be if we don't realize it It is the core root of our country's future. Until our government decides to give a fuck about what's happening in schools – we're going to keep fighting and watching the shit show that is Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Yep. And I use those as placeholders for whoever the next Joe Biden and Donald Trump right. are because right. that's what it is. It's a fucking circus. Yep. No matter which one you like or don't like.
0: No, and we really Joe should what, what on earth are, are politicians Biden. making millions and our educators are making 35000 How does that make in, – In Utah, we're compensated you, you, that, pretty well, but some places no, – that's no, some absolutely. places is bad. It's interesting in Utah – Educators
1: are compensated fairly well. Politicians are compensated absolutely terribly. (laughs) And a lot of these guys end up making their money elsewhere, and that's where we get into some other issues. But if you could just make it where some guy off the street in his community wanted to make an impact in his community, wanted to become a politician, and he could get paid for it and make a living doing that and support a family doing that – that would be great. Right now, what we have is for an entire year's worth of work, a politician's getting paid like $12,000. So guess who gets to become a politician? Rich people. Rich people. People who are already rich. People who do not need money. And that is a way big problem. It's a problem. Yeah.
0: Which then leads to what else are they doing when they are politicians? Exactly. Because they've yeah. got money on the back end. And, oh, I just found this deal that magically is, exactly. is there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. it's
2: easy. I mean... You think about it just a few years ago, right? The White House was raided. What the fuck?
3: Yeah, Does it? Dude, and, and, you know, there, there are
2: conspiracy theories. You know, tinfoil hat that it was the Republican, it was Donald, it was Joe. It, let's, let's take a step back. Let's pull the magnifying glass off. That happened. It doesn't matter who did it. That happened. Yeah. That's a problem. That's crazy. That, on the surface, that may not look like an education problem, but there were people mm. that thought that was dope. Yeah, that is not dope. Yep. Right. No, no matter what side, like our, our nation's capital should not, we have, we have a giant button that will destroy the planet. And that place was raided. (laughs) Guys,
1: (laughs) guys,
2: that's an education problem. I don't care if he was a Republican or a Democrat. That was awful.
1: Well, uh, to your point about that being an education problem, like critical thinking skills do come from education, and there was a lot of lack of critical thinking skills that day.
2: <laughs> or a lot. Um. Or a lot, depending on what <laughs> side of the fence that you think you're on yeah, here, because
0: so. that could have all been a psyop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Something put happened. My hat on now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, join the team. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, well Hank. I think that's a great place to wrap things up. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening out there. And uh, thank you, thank you, everybody. And we'll see you next time. This is
2: fun. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me.
0: Appreciate it.
3: (laughs) We dodged so many tangents through that conversation. (laughs)